sometimes when we hit something that's uncomfortable and unfamiliar, you get a feeling in the pit of your stomach, like this is just not right. Something's not right here. Yeah. Sometimes the thing that's not right is just that we're not comfortable because we don't know about that yet. Yeah. Um, so a huge part of that process, and, and, and this was true for me, and it's still true for me, is when I hit upon um, a piece of information, an opinion, something somebody else is sharing that causes me to have that ball in the pit of my stomach, right? Really learning how to use that again as a tool. That is information for me. Something's making me uncomfortable here. I don't want to um, be reactive. I want to sit back and say, oh, you know, investigate that feeling. Where is that coming from? Where is that discomfort coming from? Where is the disconnection maybe between what I'm thinking and what they're thinking? What's at the root of that? And is there a learning opportunity here? You're listening to Nourish the Risk Takers. I'm your host, Marisa Lowen. In this podcast, we explore the intricacies and complexities of asking for and receiving help. Welcome to Nourish uh, the Risk Takers. I'm your host, Marisa Lowen. I'm joined today by Greta Lax. Greta, Welcome to Nourish the Risk Takers. Of course, you're also one of our amazing members at Create the Rules Catalyst. How are you today? I'm great. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Um, we often talk about nourishing the risk takers and and all the things that we need to do, and we'll jump into that. But why don't you give us just a short intro of who you are, what you do in the world, you know, all the good things that we want to hear about you. <laughs> Um, sure. So I'm Greta. <laughs> uh, Greta Lex LLC is actually my company name, where I am a coach and consultant that focuses on DEI and intercultural development. Um, my passion is really working one on one with folks, um, coaching and kind of leadership professional development, whether that's someone who is being asked to do implement EP, uh, DEI stuff where they work and they're would like to go along that journey or other coaches, consultants, even folks who work in DEI, who, um, who are interested in, in developing themselves for the roles that they're being asked to perform. Yeah. So why is that important? Why do we, why do we need to develop ourselves before we go off and make changes and create cool things in the world? Oh my gosh. Um, it's not something that we just naturally have, right? There are a lot of skills that just like everything else, right? We go to college to learn skills. We join apprenticeship programs, training programs to learn skills. This is another skill that we don't automatically just pick up along the way in life. Um, so, um, and it's a, and it's a measurable uh, thing. It's a, a measurable level of development that we can look at. And then we can also from there specifically target, you know, what are the specific areas where individuals need to build and expand so that they can better connect with others um, so that they can better connect just not just on the similarities we have between us, which is what we tend to do most easily and comes most naturally to us, but also across the differences that exist between all of us. Um, so helping to nourish, right, folks in those skills and those abilities and the knowledge that helps them to do that more confidently and more comfortably. And we were talking earlier this week about, I mean, we were talking about nourishing the risk takers, but we were talking specifically about the work you do with people. And I, I want to talk more about this. So, you know, I think it, it's interesting. You had commented and, and it, when we say people, 
it's us included. It's like, it's you and me, it's the yeah. greater people. We are looking to create, you know, we, we either are in our jobs, we're in our families, we're in our communities, we are out in the world and we are, we've got purpose, you know, we're out there doing some things and we might be really well-meaning and we've got like the right kind of idea and even the right impact, but we miss things. We miss things in our, in our perspective. We miss things because we haven't experienced ourselves. There are spots that we just didn't quite pick up on that maybe we didn't notice. Um, and there's a few things that can happen when, when, when they come to light. One is how we respond. You know, it's, it's everything, you know, it's like, oh man, I screwed up. You know, how do we respond? How do we interact? How do we make reparations or how do we fix things like after we've made a mistake? Um, and then how do we make it even better? Like there's those things where it's like, or how do we prevent ourselves from, you know, maybe blundering as big? We're never going to not blunder, but how do we actually put things into place? And I said to you, I think being able to work with someone like you and being able to go through and create a personal development plan for myself is really nourishing the risk taker. It's really about coming in and saying, whoa, I'm not going to have it all right. I'm not going to know all the answers to everything. I'm not going to even, you know, do it right. Maybe even a majority of the time, because we're all just on these different journeys and learning. Mm -hmm. But I get to work with people. I get to experience people. So how do I do that and not show up and completely harm or create a negative impact with people? And I think working with you and being able to do these things where we look at, okay, we're good here. We're not as good here. Maybe we could go better here. Maybe we could go really big here. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about that process and what that actually looks like in somebody's life. Oh my gosh. Um, so in terms of working together as a session or what those things look like in. Yeah. Well, look, if I, if we, let's take it from like working together in a session and then what can we expect like that it happens in our life? Yeah. So, so that process really involves um, at least the way that I do it I, is it just starting off with an assessment. Cause I want to know where you are right now. And it's not some big scary thing. It's a little 15 minute online assessment. Um, that is a, uh, a really strong instrument. It's well validated. There's a lot of um, evidence backed. It's it's and I'm a strongly evidence backed instrument. Sorry, um, that I use, uh, but it's brief and it just gives me kind of an overall picture so that we can start the conversation about not just where you are on the development cycle, but where you think you are. That's a really interesting comparison, right? Because in terms of nourishing ourselves, like one of the things that um, is a little bit of that, you know, adds that bit of discomfort that we need in order to grow is when people can hold up a mirror and show us where we really are, right? Mm -hmm. Is we sometimes need those people who can show us the good about ourselves and then the people who can show us the room for growth. Um, mm -hmm. So this helps us see the room for growth and also see where our perceptions of ourselves is off, right? We often have misperceptions of ourselves. It's uh, That's super common, whether we see ourselves through rose-colored glasses, I think of... Um, Gosh, uh, if there's couples anywhere, there's always a who's the better driver, right? <laughs> I probably yeah. think I'm a better driver than my partner thinks I am, for example. Yeah. 
Um, so who are those people and where do we get that realistic gauge of where we truly are? Because then that gives us better information from which to build, from which to grow. So we take mm -hmm. a look at that, but then we talk about what's important to you. You know, what are your goals, whether it's for your professional life, for your personal life? Um, where's your curiosity lie, right? What um, what things are you curious about? Dimensions of culture, dimensions of diversity, and how can we meld these things together into a blueprint for growth that is meaningful for you? So it's not really an entirely painful journey, right? Because we want something that is also going to hold your interest along the way. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be one more thing yeah. that you start and and give up on because it's it's you know frustrating and maddening. Um, so it's really that it's co-creating that plan. So it, it's a match for you and then helping you along that journey with tools and resources and support. Um, that's the part that I'm there for. Um, Cause a lot of times, you know, people take an assessment, you get the results, but what do you do with it afterwards? And the follow-up is everything. Um, the mm -hmm. research shows that it takes uh, from nine months to a year, really on this developmental scale that we use um, that I use to to move from one position on the scale to another. So it takes nine months to a year of consistent effort. So whether that's, you know, half hour a week, that kind of thing. So how do we make that easier for you too, right? Everybody's wearing so many hats. Everybody's already so busy. So how do we build this into what you're already doing, information you're already consuming to make mm -hmm. it manageable, to make it enjoyable, um, not that the entire process is always going to be enjoyable, right? Learning does involve some discomfort, but yeah. but we can, right, work together to make this journey as meaningful as possible for you as an individual. Now, I find a lot of personal development programs, teachers, coaches, there's a little like a shame element in it. And, you know, can you talk to me a bit about how you look at shame and, you know, both both personally and in your work. Cause I think let's, let's be open here and let's talk mm -hmm. a little bit about it. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, and I think as someone who's been on this journey for a long time, um, there, gosh, there are so many elements of that along the way. And, and in addition to the internalized shame that we have, there's also, you know, we see that from other people. We, you know, folks do that to each other on social media all the time and it creates right? It doesn't create a helpful connection, right? So we can note areas where there are challenges without necessarily having to shame somebody, right? Because that sends you into, you know, to drawing back as opposed to moving forward. Um, so, you know, I personally went through that, right? Whether it's getting feedback from someone who was brave enough and willing to share with me specific feedback about an interaction that we had or something that they saw, um, mm -hmm. right? That initial reaction is to, oh God, I can't believe that I did that. And we can learn to manage that initial reaction or the initial reaction might be the other way. It's like, no way that didn't happen. That's not something that I did. But we can learn to manage that reaction, recognize it for what it is, see it for what it is, take it as information, yeah. uh, you know, take a beat, use that as information then to move forward. So it's shaming isn't going to help. Uh, well, shaming ourselves certainly doesn't help. Um, shaming when our 
goal is education and growth is not going to help. So how do we help people move through that piece of it? I, I will tell you a lot of people, even from the first time that they take the assessment, they're afraid that I'm going to give them a label, right? That I'm going to say that they're some kind of ist or showing some kind of ism. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not specifically what we're looking for in the initial assessment, right? Okay. What we're looking for is just where you are um, in terms of your comfort interacting with folks who are different from you, your mm-hmm. comfort and ability to do so. Well, so give me an example. Like, give me an example of what you might see like on the assessment, like what, what would it look like? So one of the most common things is, um, is that we see that people want to connect solely through similarities, right? Oh, right. Um, so like we talked about, right, that's the most common thing we do. We try to find something we have in common with someone to connect on. And that's an important tool to have in our toolkit, right? And, and. the majority of people stop there um, and only focus on those similarities. Um, so that next step then is understanding what we need to do in order to be more comfortable managing and learning about and interacting where there are differences so that those differences don't create barriers between us because they don't have to. Yeah. Why, I mean, why do we do that? Why do we stop at the end? Is it just a comfort level? Is it just because we, we have the privilege of doing it? Like, what is it? It's a comfort level, but like I said, it's also development of knowledge and skills and how to manage those differences. It's not something that we're just automatically born with. Some of us, because of our life experience, have had to manage that more than others. Um, But still, that's generally specific differences, right? Um, So, you know, like a lot of folks have to learn how to deal in a dominant culture that doesn't reflect who they are. But so they've learned that, but there might still be other ways that they're not as comfortable navigating differences. So, um, so there's room for growth for the majority of people in this area that just helps them to identify where those differences lie and then work through that because it, it may be that those differences provide a broader lens on a problem you're trying to solve. It might be that they might throw up a barrier because the solution you typically offer might not be the right solution for that person, right? It might show up that way. Um, it might be a different in communication style that you're not identifying for what it is. You might be identifying as a personality trait, for example, where it's more a difference in expectations for that communication, uh, for that interaction. So it shows up in a lot of ways. And what the assumptions that we make are really based on the lens through which we look at the world. Um, yeah. We don't really think very often about how our lens was created and how it came to be um, and how it differs from people who have very different lived experiences from us. Yeah, I think we don't. We also like nobody ever says to us. I mean, well, they do. They do. But it, I would say the majority of people don't have somebody coming up and saying, you know, not everybody's experiencing the same thing. You know, you're talking about unless you're in a like leaders definitely are are hearing this more. Um, we're getting you know more questions. We're getting more people being able to stand up and and talk more confidently and also safely. Although we still have a lot of unsafe, especially for a lot of marginalized groups, they just do not have the capacity to actually speak up and question. But I think it's a really interesting opportunity that you're offering here. Is that if people are actually you know willing to look at themselves and 
here's some, you know, here's some good stuff, but also here's some stuff that needs to be worked on. So mm-hmm. this podcast is about nourishing the risk taker. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So, you know, when you, when you discovered this, when you kind of, you know, went through the tool and went through the training, you know, what did you find about your own self? Like, did you find any surprises? Did you find anything like, Oh, um, so I didn't, by the time that I had, had taken the tool, there weren't any specific, uh, surprises, um, uh, simply because I had already been working in this particular area of myself for, okay. for 20 years. <laughs> okay. to read. Um, yeah. So for me, that part, I guess the surprise was, is that it, it wasn't as surprising because we, we anticipate there, you know, a mirror holding up and that does occasionally happen, um, where, where there's not a huge difference. Um, that doesn't mean there's not room for growth, right? That doesn't mean that I don't have more to learn and more areas to grow in. Cause I absolutely do. It simply meant for that particular tool, I didn't, but along the way and along the journey, um, Really, a lot of having grown up in a really homogenous community, um, in a very isolated, uh, pretty rural community at a time when the internet wasn't broadly available, right? Yeah. Um, so there have been lots of surprises for me along the way. Um, and and being able to, uh, to learn how to process those in, in a helpful way, um, to be able to sit back and when something brings, like a lot of times when we hit something that's uncomfortable and unfamiliar, you get a feeling in the pit of your stomach, like this is just not right. Something's not right here. Yeah. Sometimes the thing that's not right is just that we're not comfortable because we don't know about that yet. Yeah. Um, so a huge part of that process, and, and, and this was true for me, and it's still true for me, is when I hit upon um, a piece of information, an opinion, something somebody else is sharing that causes me to have that ball in the pit of my stomach, right? Really learning how to use that again as a tool. That is information for me. Something's making me uncomfortable here. I don't want to um, be reactive. I want to sit back and say, oh, you know, investigate that feeling. Where is that coming from? Where is that discomfort coming from? Where is the disconnection maybe between what I'm thinking and what they're thinking? What's at the root of that? And is there a learning opportunity here? Um, so, so that's a piece of it. Um, and, and learning to sit with with that feedback. Uh, and I kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, you know, I had some really specific instances when I was working in the community and, um, thankfully I had, I had been doing it for a while and showing up and putting in the work. So the community members were willing to come to me and say, look, (laughs) I know this is the way you think things need to be done. Um, this is not the way we do things here. (laughs) The Great. culture in this community is different. There are very yeah. different expectations. And I know we, you know, we come to you because we trust you're coming from a good place. Yeah. And, and, and we want to continue working together. So I was graced with that, right? Somebody put in the effort to come and talk to me about a way that I was behaving that didn't fit with the culture of the situation. Yeah. Um, and wasn't going to help move things forward. So was it uncomfortable? Absolutely. And I learned so much from that. Um, 
And because I was willing to sit back from that initial emotional reaction, which right. wanted to reject it and say, oh no, but I'm a good person, right? Oh, right. <laughs> I'm yes. a good person. I'm not, whatever, right? It's, it's that bit of being able to work through that and say, I can be a good person and still be making mistakes and not doing the right thing at the right a time. A good person right and... Yeah, a good person <laughs> and I love your marketing where it's like this and and I think that's a really great opportunity because I, I know recently I experienced someone who's, you know, you give them feedback and then like the next thing you know, you get this like whole credential about what a good person they are and like how great, you know, and all the things they've done and all of the people that they've imp- and I'm like, ah, I'm not them. I just know this one situation in this one particular time, but you know all right. Like, and there was like no point in me saying anything after that point. Cause I was just like, okay, this isn't going to be like a conversation that we can have without th- th- all of that. Like, I don't need the resume. It's just this moment in time. We're just, we're just sharing an experience. I'm not questioning who you are as an overall person. I'm not questioning your entire life's contributions to the world. None of it really matters. Cause we're just in this one little relationship moment together and it's like okay so then you have to like take that it it, for me nourishing the risk takers is also knowing when is a good time for me to pursue a relationship or or a conversation or an experience and sometimes it's it's not the right time you know sometimes it's just like okay good day and and then you move on but I love the way you said that you're going to get that feedback that, you know, and it, sometimes it just feels uncomfortable. You're like, oh gosh, because you just have never experienced it before, or you've never had someone give you feedback. And I'm going to say you've never had someone trust you with feedback because that's the thing too, is there is the, like, if, if someone puts something out into the world and doesn't come to you first, that speaks big, huge volumes. Mm-hmm. If someone comes to you and says, hey, and then you ignore it or you brush it off or you gaslight it or white light it, all those kind of things. And then they have to go into the world. That also speaks volumes. But if someone trusts you enough to be like, hello, this isn't working. And like, it's like, you know, your response in that moment is everything, right? And sometimes it's not going to be good. Like sometimes you have to go like, man, the way I responded, like, honestly, it was something out of a Snickers commercial. It was not right. I don't even know. Like there's time also to like, to go in and say, the person I was yesterday literally Mm -hmm. needed a nap and a Snickers. And I'm sorry, because all I did was make it even worse. Right. And, And I think that's, that's something we also have to know is that Sometimes when we go to give somebody feedback, it's not, (laughs) something else is happening in their life. Right. And so Mm -hmm. part of it too, is like having that conversation, you know, is now a good time that I can give you some feedback. Yeah. I just ate let's, and I had a nap. Let's, let's do this. Right. But we don't also have those, those opportunities to have that back and forth. You have to have a relationship. You have to have trust. You have to have confidence that you recognize 
in both sides that people are people, um, whole people, and that there's a whole bunch of things going on in their lives at any given moment. And so how they, you know, we, we tend to police people like, oh, you should have done this better. You should have done this better. And it's like, in the moment, you wouldn't have been any better. You know, like, what are we doing here? Assigning all of these shoulda, woulda, couldas when in the moment, we know that we would have been horrible people too. Um, so part of that is like really deconstructing a lot of that shame so when we talk about nourishing the risk takers it's giving leaders and change makers room to make mistakes mm -hmm. room to create harm because it's going to happen create blunders uh misspeak uh say shit they just didn't know they like it's just like and you should and in some cases we can say you should know better but you know what? There are different experiences, different cultures, different things that are going around the world that we sometimes take for granted. Like in North America, things that we talk about every single day are not being discussed in other parts of the world. And they look at like North America and go, why are you even focusing on that? Like, it's not a thing. So then we go to them and say, I don't know why this isn't a thing for you. And it's just this back and forth, right? But at any given moment, in any given culture, in every given country, we're all dealing with a, with a, a variety of things. We're pulled in different directions. So someone comes to you and, you know, they, they're busy. They've, they've got this like situation. They recognize that they need personal development. You know, how do you work with people to help them actually one, have time to do this kind of personal development? Cause this is big. And then two, like integrate it and practice it and then not shame themselves when they don't get it right. The first four or five times. Well, and that's, that's part of the learning, right? Is because we're always going to get things wrong. We're always going to get something wrong. Yeah. I get stuff wrong all the time, right? Yeah. Less than I did before, but I still get stuff wrong. So yeah. it's part of the, that's part of the learning process is learning how to deal with it when we don't get things right and providing a space for those individuals in, in those sessions, right? Whether it's individual sessions or a small group, um, where we can trust one another to mm -hmm. talk through that process, to talk through our reactions, to talk through what we're thinking and feeling so that when we go out into the world, we're less likely to do harm, right? Mm -hmm. And that we have right. better skills and information for not just not doing harm, because that's an important part, but actually helping to nourish others as well. So yeah. that's, you know, as a longtime uh, coach and mentor and teacher, um, all very, all different roles, right? Um, to me, that that's part of of where my passion lies is is helping people get to those aha moments, right? Walking along with them um, as they get those aha moments that really kind of open their eyes to oh oh <laughs> right. 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 I lived this long and that never occurred to me that yeah. and then being able to capitalize on those moments in ways that help you to build better connection, to build better relationship, um, you know, and ultimately uh, for professionals doing this work to help you have better outcomes at work. Right. So, yes, in your personal life, yes, to feel good about yourself and to nourish yourself and your own growth as an individual and right. Yeah. And to have better outcomes in the work that you put out into the world, whether that's with your customers, your clients, your colleagues, your team that you're leading, your policies, right? your laws, your yes, governance, 
And then from there, the effects that we have, the capacity that we have to impact the systems that are out there in whatever way, as an individual voter, as somebody who sets policy, as somebody who sees a practice that isn't working and can communicate that up to somebody who can do something about it if that's not you, right? All of those things. But really, to me, it's a gift to be able to walk with someone along that journey and provide that space to to help nourish them on their own journey in their own growth and development. So tell me, are people like lining up? Like, is this just like an industry that like, you've got like thousands of people are like, oh my gosh, let's do it. People are afraid, Um, you know, that your initial reaction is, so first of all, most often, and this is kind of funny and ironic because it aligns with the developmental stage, most people don't think they need it. Because of, you know, I'm a good yeah. person. I donate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, for for all of those reasons. And so usually when it comes up, it's unfortunately because there's been an issue or a specific problem that's come up um, or, uh, you know, or honestly, it did happen more frequently since 2020 um, because of um, everything that happened here in the United States after, um, you know, after Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd were killed, then suddenly there were, was this kind of upheaval that caused many more people to, um, to attend to where they were, right? What they knew, what they didn't know. Um, and here we are in 2023, and so much of that energy has died down. I know a lot of people who along the way really tried, you know, different things, you know, sat through webinars, they joined a book club, they did this, they did that, and then they got stuck, right? Yeah. Because who was there to hold their hand along the way and help show them that journey forward? Now, there are... um you know, there's a lot of programs out there. It's a matter of finding what's the right fit for you, right? Options out there, um, whether you're, whatever your specific interests are. But if you're someone who specifically wants to work on your skill development, your self-awareness, um, that's a little bit different road than can be had in an internet class, right? Um, you know, with, with a bunch of people. So, um So again, quite often when folks come to me, um, like the most recent group, it's because it's a group of managers that were running into trouble. They're um, working in a field that requires a lot of sensitivity around um, some really significant uh, health disparities in this case. Um, And that's, again, that's not something that comes naturally. So how do we help them, you know, then get to a better place so that they can better um, see both on the interpersonal level as well as the systems level um, how to move forward? So the other side of it is like, why do we not do this work? Why do we not choose actively until something happens, until all of a sudden the news happened or we run into trouble and we're at work and all of a sudden, you know, backs up against the wall. Why? What's the reason? Um, we're all carrying a lot, right? We're coming out of um, 
and for a lot of us, not really coming out of, we are, you know, how many years in, right, to, to kind of world-changing events, right? Yeah. We're all carrying a lot. We're wearing a lot of hats. And if it's not, right, we, there are a lot of things we want to do to develop ourselves, um, but what are we going to take time to do? So that's one of the reasons that I love your focus on nourish the risk takers, um, because it, right, because that can mean so many different things based on what yeah. the individual needs. And it's about finding what that individual needs. And in this case, it is how can I then um, fit that fit that place? How do I help people see where there's a, a need? Oh. And then, um, and like I said, kind of walk along. But what makes them think about it is, is knowing that 95% of people in the world have room for growth in this area. So right. if you don't think it's you, you're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. And there's really no right time. Like I, like, it's like, I find like a lot of personal development, I'm guilty of this too, is like, oh, I'll do it when, I'll yeah. do it when, I'll do it when, but there's always something coming, right? There's always like another priority, another project, another thing. And I can't, you know, personal development support for my own development. Because the thing is like, we talk about this work in relationship to other people. We talk about how we can build relationships, but it's also how we build a relationship with ourselves. because we talk about the shame. We talk about the judgment that can happen when we've been called out or called in. So if we gave ourselves the tools, if we gave ourselves the, uh, the structure, the foundation, the knowledge, the self-awareness of how we can be in the world and make mistakes and still be a good person and get feedback when we hurt other people and still live very full lives. If we and have, to do better. Yeah. If we have that framework, that's nourishing ourselves. Like that's actually saying, you know, I don't want to spend the next 30, 40 years worrying, especially if we're like leaders, especially if we are creating some sort of new cool thing. And, you know, we've always got this thing in the back of our mind. Like, I can't say the thing I want to say because I'm going to get canceled or I can't say the thing I want to say because I'm going to get all this feedback or I don't know how to say this thing because I haven't been in this culture, but I want to be in this, you know, I want to be in this group of people in this community and I have no experience. I'm never going to do that because I'm worried that I'm going to F up so much. Or we could say, actually, I'm going to equip myself with the tools to be like, you know, just a better relationship person, a, be a better friend, a better colleague, a better partner, a better, you know, community member mm -hmm. in that I have the tools to recognize when I do harm and have the tools to recognize to prevent myself from doing harm. And I have the tools to recognize that when harm happened, I can like help fix it. I can be an active participant in the reparations or the reconciliation process if it's there for me to be in, right? Also, that if it's not there, I can still I can still go on, like, right? But there's all of these things playing in our heads as we show up in the world at any given time, and I see so many people silencing themselves because they don't have this ability to see themselves in the yes and formula. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And it's also um, finding that 
of making that space, right? And understanding that this isn't just about doing something for somebody else. Like you said, it is very much about, about doing it for yourself. And, and, and understanding that my goal is to coach myself out of a job. My, my goal is to set someone with, leave someone with a toolkit, right? That you talked about all these tools, right? With a base knowledge and a set of tools for learning so that they, they can go on. And then whatever they come across next, whatever difference, whatever challenge, they now have that in their toolkit to continue to do that work themselves, right? So this isn't, this isn't one of those things where um, I want to meet with you forever for the rest of your life. No, this is a, a set time period that because I want to be very intentional in our time together to set you up with what you need for your next steps. I like that. So we got a, we got a few more minutes here before we wrap up. Greta, I want to ask you a, a deeply personal question. Can I, you can say no after I ask the question. I'm not going to say, do you can say yes or no when you don't know the question? Like that's just rude. But, you know, I'd love to know how you are nourishing yourself. Um, so I moved recently from a state where I was for the last 20 years back to my home state. Um, and that has meant really significant changes in my life. Um, so in order to nourish myself, there are a couple of things that I've done and it's, it's practicing what I preach as well, um, is, you know, I reached ahead to make connections with folks in this community before I was even really back. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew I was going to need some of that in terms of building relationship. Um, and in addition to that, I've um, been really, on one hand, I've been fortunate. On the other hand, it's also been very intentional. I was about finding places to connect that might be out of the ordinary, right? So I'm, I work from home now, <laughs> right, the vast majority of the time. So that meant I had to find different places to connect in the world, Right. right. That meant finding the the catalyst phase. Right. That meant finding other places where I could connect with people that were on several places on their journey, on slightly different places on their journey. So I have both those comfort places where where it's easy. And I also have those spaces where people can challenge me and help me grow as well. Um, I, I think we need both in our lives. Um, yeah. and, and that that surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you grow also has to be a very intentional um, piece of what we do. So building those relationships has been a huge part of it. Um, Taking care of myself. um, I have to be very, you know, intentional about, about physical self care um, for me as a person with, um, with, you know, some uh, as a chronic pain patient and somebody has chronic health issues. um, There are, uh, a number of things that I have changed in the way that I uh, operate in the world in order to, um, so that I can bring my best. Uh, and, and that means I have to take care of myself all of the time um, instead of what I was doing for, which was push, 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 crash, push, 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 crash, just like everybody else does, right? It's yeah. it's a learning journey. And, and I'm afraid that along the way, because I had many students along the way, um, that, that I, I, I was saying one thing and behaving another way. So I'm trying to make sure now that my behaviors live up to, even in that area, what I was trying to instill in those, in those folks that I was, um, that I was either teaching or coaching or mentoring along the way. And so how good are you at being nourished by others? (sighs) Um, 
it, I think it depends on the context. Okay. Um, so professionally, having made a very severe shift and in going into entrepreneurship, that's been really, really hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> and you know full well, it's been really hard for me um, to know how to even identify the help I need sometimes, much less ask for it from somebody who knows and can help me do that. Um, so I, I think that's where my greatest challenge has has been. Um, and I've been very fortunate uh, to to connect with you and some of the other folks in the Catalyst that, that have helped me through that huge transition in my life, right? Yeah. So, and I think that that's part of it too, is acknowledging, right? We're all on different journeys and, and for every change that happens in the world, for every change that happens in our lives, there's that opportunity. What do we do? Do we stay stagnant or do we choose to continue to grow and learn and do better in whatever ways that we can? Yeah. What's it like when you, and this is like another personal question, but it's like, because I've seen this where you, I, I can tell you need help. And I'm just like, how can I help you? And then you're like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, what about this? And what's it like when I do that? Like when I kind of, I'm like, here's my help. And you're going to help <laughs> And I just like, I do some, a, a little bit of aggressive nourishing, but like, what's that like? Um, so first of all, I don't ever think that you're aggressive. I do think you're occasionally assertive, which I is good. I'm very subtly getting, I'm, I feel like I'm very, sometimes I feel like I've, I've run over to someone, have put in a gigantic bear hold on them. and like, I will love you. Uh, so that's good. I, 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 you're assertive. I like that. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think there's a big difference. Um, and, and it's been really helpful for me. Um, like I said, especially because this is such a new realm for me and operating in different spaces, learning brand new things where I have spent, you know, 20 some years being the expert, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that, you know, at, at this stage in my life, I'm 50 next year, um, at this stage in my life, having to go back to being the newbie and the beginner in certain areas has been really challenging. And at the same time, it's been really beneficial, right? Um, because that also helps keep our minds active and keep us um, growing and learning and connecting in the world in ways to keep up with the ways that the world is changing. So it's been really, that. Yeah. I mean, it's occasionally it feels uncomfortable, but again, uh, that's, one of the skills I've picked up along the way, and some days I'm better at it than others. Um, but learning to sit with that discomfort and say, where is that coming from? <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, I am used to being the expert. I'm not used to being the newbie. And I don't even necessarily know what help I need or how to ask for it. And I have a space where I can do that. Um, and, and I've been very, very grateful for that. So it, it doesn't make it easy. It doesn't mean it's always easy to do. And still, um, you know, finding those folks that are there to support us along the way. I mean, what, what more could we ask for? I think, you know, it's, you know, you said something about being the expert and now you've got to ask the questions and, you know, I find this fascinating because I absolutely think that we don't even begin to enter mastery until we realize we're always the student. Um, but that being said, we are in a world where we are expected to know everything and we're expected yes. to have all the answers. And especially oh, if we're leading anything or we're the entrepreneur, or the, the business owner, um, we have the team. It's like, you know, 
everybody looks at us and go, okay, you got to have all your ducks in a row. Meanwhile, our ducks are running like 8,000 directions and you're like ducks. I don't even, what, what row, what ducks, you know, and you've got to, but you've got to look like you've got them all like, oh yeah, those ducks. Yeah. They're all behind there. Yeah. They're all in a row. But meanwhile, we're silently mm-hmm. screaming inside going help, you know, and but there's this, this appearance where we've, we have, somehow in the world created being helped as a weakness like oh you got to ask for help and i see this from like you know like asking you know i we're we're about to move we're, we've got two days left to get out of the house does anyone have a truck you know and, and we'll, we'll, we'll buy you pizza and it's like man you know what we don't want we don't want the pizza we really want you to feel safe and secure in a home and we get it that sometimes you just you thought you could get all of those dishes packed but my gosh you've collected eight thousand mugs over the years and you didn't realize it you know like these things happen but yet we we see this we're, we're worried that we're going to be a burden on other people we're worried that we're going to ask too much so i'm curious do you have a too much do you have a spot in your brain that says oh I've asked for too much help or, Oh, that might be too much. Hmm. Um, absolutely. I do have that. And again, I think it's very contextual. It depends on like the person, the relationship, the time, all of those kinds of factors kind of come into play. Um, yes, I'm an overthinker too. (laughs) So, So that's a variable. Um, So I do try to be very conscientious of that. Um, And at the same time, um, that, that skill of, of knowing when and where to ask for help is a really important part of the learning process. And it's been, you know, something I've kind of had to relearn. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can say that I've been expert in some areas for, for decades, but um, that was always with a learning component um, you know what I mean? So, so there was always growth along that path and that was very intentional, but now it was just like, clean slate. You don't know nothing <laughs> starting over from scratch. It's like, I know my subject area. I know my content area, but how to be an entrepreneur. Oh, oh no, that was, that was, that was a shock to the system. Shall we say? It can be. And, you know, I think it's a shock to the system the whole entire time we decide to be business owners or entrepreneurs, because it just when we think we've got it figured out, we don't. Um, a lot of people are like, how did you know I'll do all this stuff? I'm like, I made a lot of mistakes and I'm still making mistakes. Like I'm still figuring it out. I, I don't, um, I don't put a lot of pressure on myself, uh, unless I like knew better. And then I'm like, Oh, like, what were you doing there? But like riding, riding the line, hoping it wasn't going to knock me off. And then it always knocks you off. Right. But I, I also, um, have learned, like, I'm a bit of a scientist. So I try to prove all the ways this is horrible. Don't take this as advice, by the way, anybody who's an entrepreneur, I literally will try all of the ways I think it'll fail first before I do the one that I think will actually succeed. And it's just mostly like, cause I, I'm horrible to myself, but also because I'm just like, what if something else did work? Um, but you know, I'm, I'm okay with failing and I do it a lot <laughs> and I'm open about it. Like I'll come in, you heard me come into the cast like, Whoa, I learned, Whoa, don't do this part. You know, like I'm pretty like, or like, wow, that sucked. Uh, that did not work. You know? And I, I think, Part of it is like, 
I am just willing to fall a lot, um, in it, but that's like, that's a 45, 44 years of learning and falling and, and being okay. Right. Not everybody has that privilege. Yeah. There are, there are marginalized folks in the world where people are watching them and waiting for them to fail, waiting for them to just not get it right. And then it's like, it's devastating. And I, I think this is something then like, you know, I'm trying to get out into the world. Like we got to stop putting so much pressure on people. We got to stop, you know, hoping that they're going to be perfect all the time. And we got to stop also, you know, really stop and look at our own beliefs and look at our own judgment of other people. And so I'm really excited about this work that you're doing with people, giving them the opportunity to have the skills. Cause it's not just DEI work. It's really every kind of relationship that we have with ourselves and in the world, right? You're looking at it from a DEI lens because you're passionate about creating, you know, different outcomes in the world, but it really is a tool for us to just like flow better in the world. Absolutely. And, and, see where we're not letting other people flow in the world without mm -hmm. maybe we've got blinders on, maybe we've got, you know, a limited worldview or we're, maybe we were taught that our view is the only view. Um, and those things are, are happening and they continue to happen. Right. So that work with you comes into play where it's basically, it is nourishing ourselves. Oh, it absolutely is. And there are so many, um, when we talk about similarities and differences, especially in the world right now, I mean, uh, and especially when we talk about DEI, people automatically start thinking about race, they start thinking about ethnicity, um, and sometimes gender, uh, there's a few other things that but immediately some that's usually that trigger right now, because of kind of where we are in this space, but there are so many um, and, and those are really critical aspects that we need to focus on. And, and even when you've got, and, you know, even when you've got two people in the room who look very similar, so, right, there can be significant differences between us that aren't visible. That if we don't have the skills to have that conversation, to ask the right questions, to attend to what's happening, we're putting ourselves at a disadvantage. Um, and when we assume right? All of those similarities. So um, I think that's also an important thing about kind of where we are and the assumptions that we make. And another reason why people don't think that they need this work. Um, you know, all most of the people I work with look like me, but that doesn't mean that they worship like you. That doesn't mean that they live like you at home. That doesn't mean, right, there are a lot of significant differences that go beyond. Um, and that this work can help you better identify when it's appropriate um, and work through um, to help you, like you said, to um, nourish yourself by nourishing better connections and better relationships with individuals, with communities, um, and in the workplace. Cool. I love it. Okay. Did we miss anything? Anything else you want to show or share about nourishing the risk takers and your work in the world? Um. No, I don't think so. Other than that, you know, that's uh, it's it's the work that I love doing. And I'm really excited to um, every time I get a chance to connect with folks, um, even if you've just got general questions, you're like, I don't quite get this. I don't know if it applies to me. Let's have a conversation. I love having these conversations. So it's not a burden. There's a link right on my LinkedIn profile that says, hey, let's connect, you know, set up a call. Let's talk about it and see and see how uh, in the ways that this applies to you and ways that it might be helpful for you on your journey. Oh, I love it. So 
if you're watching or listening and you're interested and you're curious and like, oh, maybe I need to do this work, do check out Greta at, uh, oh, I'm pointing the wrong way, at GretaLaxLLC.com. I put the link up there. Um, Greta, G-R-E-T-A-L-A-X-L-L-C.com. Um, I passed my spelling test today working this. Thank you so much, Greta. Um, before we go, I just, I want, to recognize some really some just some things about you that I've met like that we've no, that I've noticed about you and that I know about you um you're brilliant you absolutely come in in a like a deeply thoughtful a deeply respected like just you think about things before and I'm in awe because I'm just I blurt things out but you really take things in and you listen to what people have to say and you ponder their words and you consider it and I think it's just an incredible skill that you do so effortlessly and I just want to thank you for being in the world thank you for being in the catalyst I think you're, I think you're just doing really cool stuff in the world. That is so incredibly generous of you. Um, I think, and we've talked about this, right? It's hard to find people who can hold up a mirror for us. And I thank you for doing that um, in this work as we do this work together. Um, I thank you for being exactly who you are, where you are, when you are, and for being there. Um, It's been such a critical part of my development in this area of my life. So I'm really, really grateful. So thank well, you for being here. You're a fantastic addition to the catalyst. Like I said, I'm so glad you're there. And I know other members will agree with me and chime in on here uh, whenever they see it. Uh, just thank you for being here. I just really appreciate it. And I look forward to us having more conversations and more explorations because we will we'll be diving going down some stuff but please do follow Greta she's on LinkedIn she's on Facebook uh, I don't are you somewhere else I'm a little bit on the gram but yeah a little bit on the gram. <laughs> um, but definitely go check out her LinkedIn the the new campaign that I've been seeing the yes and I think is going to make really <laughs> big waves in the world because it really does allow us to be multi-dimensional, multi-focus individuals and still have a, a recognition and awareness of where we are in the world and, and in relation to other people. So I'm excited to see more of that coming out uh, with the yes and, um, but Greta, thank you so much. Like I said, I can't thank you enough for just being here in the world, doing the work you do and being in the catalyst. You're, you know, you're incredible. Thank you for listening to Nourish the Risk Takers, a podcast where asking for help becomes easier and receiving the help becomes life-changing. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to our mailing list at createtherules.com to get notified when the next interview is released. Follow us on all socials at Create the Rules for in-between insights, talkbacks, and more. Thank you for being here.